Yo, people, it is part two of this week's Echo Chamber. And yeah, this is, it's a little different because we're looking at a film that we may not have looked at, right? But god damn, it's lucky we did. It's lucky we did. And then we also get to talk with the director, the writer, and the star of the piece, which was so much fun, people. So let us get it popping. Let's go. Okay, people, let's start off with our film. It is Beneath the Banyan Tree. Okay, people, so, um, yeah, we did something a little different, right? We did something a little different today, and it was check out Beneath the Banyan Tree. And I say it's something a little different because this is a subtitled film, right? <laughs> and, hey, you know, I don't usually watch subtitled films, not because I hate them, but it is a... It is a chore. It is a mission. Because I have to stop and pause and rewind and just I seeing the subtitles. That's the killer. But, but I got hit up by the incredible AJ Furman, right? She she hit me up. And as you know, people, right? Some of our best interviews, our best conversations have come thanks to AJ. So once AJ hits me, you know I'm going to check that shit out. And everyone needs an AJ in their life because, hey, she puts me on to some of the best shit. No lie. No lie. There's no fluffing here, people. If she gave me a dud, I ain't saying this shit. But she ain't ever given me a dud. Right? And beneath the banyan tree, Jesus Christ, this is such a beautiful film. It really is. It really is. So, this it is written and directed by um, Nanny Lee Yang. Right? It's a, it's a Chinese film, people. So, I am going to butcher these names. I, I'm going to butcher these names. I don't mean to. You know, I stumble on words. <laughs> so let's go, right? So Yang, she also produced the film along with Yu Wang and Troy Cha, right? It is um, associate produced by Song Ji Jai, and Harley Habin Lee um, with Steve Yandrich, producing consultant, and Albi Zhang as a line producer. The music is from Wei Zhang Shu. Uh, cinematography is Edwin Beckenbach. 
It is edited by Mangel Han um, Jif Lee. Production design is Han Yu Wang. Um, art direction is Fu Zhao. Um, the set was set up, created by Pierre Shang, um, Chan Yi Hu, and Yang Yang Zhai. Uh, hair makeup, all of that is Joanna Chen and Star Sai. Um, and also assisting with direction is a Jing Ye Wang and David Tui Yai. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of talented people involved. Now our cast, right? So Mrs. Wu is played by um, A Lei Yang. Um, her daughter. AJ is played by Kathy Wu. Kathy uh, Wu's boyfriend, Vance, is played by Travis Goodman. Um, her uh, AJ's niece and nephew. Niece and nephew. That's right, isn't it? Her brother's kids. I feel that's a niece and nephew. I don't know why I always get this stuff mixed up. I feel it's a niece and nephew, so we're just going to go with that. Right, so we have um, Zhang Yu, who is played by Zhao Wang, and his sister Zhang Ji, played by Demi Qi. Uh, there is Mrs. Tao, who is played by Jing Jai, and she is Mrs. Wu's friend. Friend? Kind of friend. <laughs> there is um, their, their neighbor, Nathan, played by Miles Tagtamia. Um, little Jai, who runs a restaurant and a citizen center. He is played by James Takulong. Um, there is Sarah, a work colleague of AJ, who is played by Susan Elena Matos. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. I mean, there the, there are main ones. Okay, now, um, the gist of the film, uh, that is. Yeah, that's after her son is jailed, Mrs. Wu, a matriarch with high expectations, struggles to uphold her family's remaining reputation by parenting her estranged daughter with whom Wu and her son's two unmanageable teenagers must seek shelter in the U.S. with. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that is, yeah, I mean, that, that's it, man, but it is, 
man, there is just this power to this film. It is crazy. So we start off, right? So um, it looks like we're at the airport, right? And Ajay, she's leaving. She's leaving. She's going to the States. And she's there with, you know, Mrs. Wu, her mum, her brother and his wife and kids. And there is so much it just in this opening scene, right? Because the mom, Mrs. Wu, she's just all a bit like, ah, you know, like, what's happening? Why are you doing this? And her brother, he's just like, hey, no, everything's fine, bum, bum, bum. And it's like she's listening to him, but not really the daughter, right? When AJ gives her mom a hug, like the hug is there. You can feel like the, the love in the hug, but then there is also this distance, right? Now, one thing that um, Nanny does with this film, right, we get a lot of these close-up shots, right? And in this scene, right, in the, we, we get the hug, and then we get this close-up on Mrs. Wu's face, right, over the shoulder of AJ. And you just see this, like it is, I don't know, it, it's not a, a disconnect, but it is that look of, like, why are you doing this? Like, what are you doing with your life? You know, it's that kind of, you know, people, like, when the parents are just like, I know better than you. You are messing up majorly, right? So we, we have this. Um, but then we, uh, you know, we, we move forward, right? So we have AJ, we see her, you know, in the US. She's now in Hollywood in LA. And, you know, she wants to be a writer, but she's getting these rejection letters. So, 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 so to support herself, she's doing Chinese tours, right? Um, I mean, you've seen the tours around the city. These are the landmarks, blah, 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 right? And anyone can go on them, but, the, you know, then you have the specific ones that cater for tourists from different countries, Right. So she is translating and doing all of this. And it again, like just seeing these interactions on the tours. Right. She's taking around a lot of older people. There's young people. There's older people, though. And again, you can see that cultural disconnect. Right. Where well, not cultural disconnect. The. Uh, oh, gosh. Um, age. Right, uh, that 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 whole age kind of thing where the older people are a bit like no 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 no, youngster, we know what we're doing, right? You have to do this. Uh, there is the cultural element of there's you know these people come over from China, she's in the U.S., so it's just like mm. in the culture, right? You listen to the elders, you do what we do. We're not here for you all of this, and we see all of that within these scenes, right? Later on, there is this whole thing around time and everything, and it's, 
yeah, it is because I think you look at it and be like, yeah, 10 minutes is nothing, right? But in certain cultures, right, it's the mark of the most disrespect if you're late, right? If you keep your elders waiting, right? And, and so we see all of this. And, and it's just fascinating, right, that we are getting this snapshot into these lives, you know, because it's not action-packed, but it is so rich, so rich in this story, in these people's lives, right, this tapestry of information that is getting woven together, you know, it is very much like the, the, you know, the, the drawings we're seeing from Mrs. Wu. And there's this point when she is talking about the art and the, the use of space, negative space, right? And about having that balance. And the space is very important to a story, right? Like you don't want it fully cluttered. You need to give things room to breathe, but it's about knowing how much room to give, and it's like, you, you think about that, and that's so true, it's so powerful, but it is also crazy, right, like, Mrs. Wu has this understanding with the art, but not so much when it comes to her family, you know what I mean, like, with her daughter, she's a bit like, oh, this is what you must do, this is how you must live, right, Don't tell me this, what's going on, oh, I feel you should do better, I feel your life could be better, oh, I think you could have a better boyfriend, I think, you know what I mean, and it's just like, yo, there is no space, right, there is no space in that regard, with the kids, it's a bit like, ah, oh, they must be this, they must be that. And it and it's crazy. But then we see her with Mrs. Tao. And like then that's a different relationship, right? That is more like her daughter and her, right? So in this relationship with Mrs. Tao, Mrs. Wu is her like her daughter. And Mrs. Tao is the one being like, oh, this is this, bum a bum, you should do this. You know what I mean? Like, why is that happening? And, uh, and it, it, it's, it's an interesting one because you know they're friends. But Mrs. Tao is just, she is that busybody, right? All in everyone's business. Being like, oh, I heard this. And, oh, I heard that. But then also a little gloaty gloat, right? She's like, oh, my son. My son bought me a car. My son takes me for checkups. My son is very influential. What does your daughter do again? Oh, and your son's in jail. Hmm. And so it's all, and, and you can see how these words are cutting to Mrs. Wu, right? But, you know, it's a, one of her only friends in L.A., so it's just like, ah, you know, it's like, all right, I'm going to listen. I'm going to take it. But it's just like, Rrr. but then it's not 
like you can also see that Mrs. Tao, she's not necessarily trying to be mean and horrible because she's trying to help Mrs. Wu. But it is just the way she's going about it. But it's looking at these complex relationships, right? And how, you know what I mean? We, we navigate those things. You know, it's just like how it's like you can see someone uncomfortable in one situation, right? And they'd be like, oh, and you can see they're just like, I can't believe they're talking to me like that. And why is this happening? But then they do the same to someone else, right? It's not that case of, oh, I don't like it when this happens to me. So I'm going to ensure this doesn't happen to someone else, right? No, 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 no. We, we don't see that, right? So that's the insane thing about it all, that we have all of that, you know? And it's painted in that way because it is so true, right? These are, things are so true. Like we, we have Vance trying to impress Mrs. Wu and it not necessarily working. And there is this great scene right where um yeah aj is in bed and vance gets in and he can see that she's had a tough day right you can see she's had a tough day and so he goes in for a hug and he's just like oh hey how you doing does your mom like me and then the response, you just <laughs> you just see how it just cuts. And it's just like, oh. <laughs> but it's also like, you know what I mean? You know those situations, right? And the, the, I think one of the great things about the film is, regardless of the culture, I think everyone can emphasize... <laughs> oh shit it's not just chinese i struggle with people it's just everyday words it's, it's like you know what I mean everyone can emphasize with what is happening you know we've all been in certain situations that are sometimes exactly the same sometimes just similar you know like trying to get your parents to understand the things that you're doing Right. And to respect your choices and be like, listen, I, I, I yeah, I'm trying to live my life. Right. I might fuck up, but I'm, I'm just trying to do the best I can here. Right. Or being new at school and trying to connect with people. Right. And so sometimes you might do things people say, but you think, oh, if I do this thing, they're going to like me. Right. But then realizing that, oh, maybe these people are full of shit, right? So there's all of these things going on, you know, making a genuine friend. But then having that, oh, should I be friends with this person? Like, oh, what's happening here? Right? So we get to see all of this. And it is, yeah, it is fascinating. Right, we see the, the relationship and how um, Zhang, Yi, Zhang Yu is trying to settle in, 
you know? And, and we see that, and it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's just, you get it, right? And, and you get why he's being secretive and all of this. And it it might seem that Zhang Qi, she's being mean and a bitch, but you you have to understand what's going on, right? There is so much pain in the film, right? Everyone is going through all of these things, but no one's really talking about it, right? In this family, there are all of these barriers put up because it's just like, oh, I can't tell my parents. Oh, I can't tell my mom. You know what I mean? I, I can't tell my aunt. Right? Like, who's going to understand how I'm feeling? Who's going to understand all of these things happening in my life? You know, it, it is... There's so many just these moments that are both just joyous and sad at the same time. You know, because we're seeing this beautiful scene. But it's also just like, oh. I get the pain, right? I get the pain. It's just, oh, man. <sighs> like, yo, people, I cannot recommend Beneath the Banyan Tree enough. It is such a, a rich and powerful film. You know, we get... Um, AJ, you know, Kathy Wu just narrating these moments in the film, right? Talking about the banyan tree and the significance of that title, right? And then we get this whole kind of thing about acceptance and, you know, love and respect. And then, but what does that mean, right? We get all of this. You know, there's, there's things that are, are said and revealed and, and that comes clear, that manifests itself. It is a really beautiful film. And then the way it ends, yo, right? Because it ends on this note, right? There's not a, it's not this definitive in the sand. This is the outcome ending. But there is this moment that is shared where you feel the scales fall from the eyes, right? The scales fall from the eyes and there is this realization, there is this coming together and it is it's such a great way to end the film, right? It really just hits you man really hits you and before that we have this yankee nathan scene that is just <sighs> it is god damn god damn and the the cast is incredible because there is all of these things that they have to convey. It's all of these things they have to convey and they do it so well, right? So 
although it is subtitled, and I know I missed a lot, right? The, these these characters are so expressive, right? The the way they project the emotions, right? They they hide the emotions. This this nuance, this subtlety, it really comes across, and so that. It, it, it tells so much of the story, right? It tells so much of the story, people. So yeah, if yeah, just go watch the film, go watch the film because if you love stories, you know, if you love the the slice of life, you know, it, it's kind of now the style is completely different but the sentiment of the film right it, a paul thomas anderson right a richard linklater you know it, it's all there it, it is all there in the the subtlety the, the the nuance the delicate touch in the way nanny tells his story people go watch it please how have I ever steered you wrong, right? So yeah, beneath the banyan tree. Put that in your life, people. Let that shit grow. Let that shit grow and nourish your soul. Okay. Okay, people. So now it is time for a great conversation. We speak with director and writer Nanny Liang. And then the star of the piece, Kathy Wood. People, you don't want to miss one. This, you don't want to miss this one. Let's go. Okay, people. So I am joined by Nanny Li Yang and Kathy Wu. Right. And um, yeah, they are the creatives behind Beneath the Banyan Tree. Nanny is the writer and Kathy is the star. So, guys, thank you very much for um, stopping by the podcast. Man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. We this is the first time we actually uh, are doing a podcast overseas. Right, Nanny? Yeah, this is yeah, first so. We're very excited, even though it's a bit early here, but we're very excited. Oh my day, like, that's too much pressure, guys. What the hell? You know what I mean? what no you pressure, no pressure, Kevin. Please. <laughs> hey, so how did this film um how did it come about? Uh so this film is about the Chinese American immigrant story. Uh it's a mother bring her um uh, grandchildren of her son uh, to the U.S. to living under her daughter's roof, whom they have been distanced for like 12 years. And then that's how um, it's a story about a three generation, four people, and how they living under each other's expectation at adjusting new life in a foreign country, um, as, a, as well as finding their own individuality. Mm. Yeah, it, it was it was interesting because I, I think sometimes with films like this, 
it sometimes is people's first contact with you know a different society a different culture right and so you get to see all of these nuances the way people are interacting and their viewpoints and all of that so it's just it's fascinating to see like this family unit and how they're evolving and growing together you know was that one of the big things that you really wanted to do when you were telling the story yeah Mainly when we're um, working on this film, we want to tell the story of the new generation of Chinese immigrants. Yeah, yeah the first uh, generation of Chinese immigrants today, uh, because we don't feel it's portrayed enough on big screen. And um, because of all the technologies, informations, like the world is very different now. So I think it's important to share our own story. Yeah, and um, just to p- piggyback on that, um, I think me and Nani, we both are first-generation immigrants. And um, interestingly enough, before Nani found me, and this thing just so happened that as we were sitting down six years ago, no, five years ago, talking about the story that I found myself having a similar experience as uh, my character in the movie, Ai Jia. Uh, where she was also a first-generation immigrant, and um, we both were going through struggles uh, with our mother. Uh, We were both having, I guess I'm still having um, um, struggles, you know, finding my individuality versus family expectations. Mm. Um, So I think think that's what, uh, referring back to what Nani was saying, that uh, in our generation, things have changed since our parents' generation. And, and I think that, that in 2022, um, a lot of the stories that are being shown currently uh, on the international stage or in America or, or in European stage, uh, I just th- we just think that there could be more yeah. that could be available to the audience. And I think that's why Nani chose to to tell her own story because we we represent the first generation immigrant in 2022. That's what we want to tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's going to be different to people that you know came over like right. earlier, yeah. right? Because of all the all the changes, right? People's perspectives and racism and just things like that have changed. But there's Absolutely. still these things that do exist. There's still that right. bigotry. There's still, like in all cultures, right? The, the perception of who you should be with and, you know, gender identity, just all of these things exist still, right? Yeah. So it's, you know, I, I, I just think, right, there's so many, there's a limited kind of type of story, but there's so many different interpretations of that story. So it's always interesting to see how someone else captures this thing and brings it to life, you know? Yeah, exactly. Do you think, Kevin, I have a question for you. Do you think that you, after watching the film, that you felt that you could relate to it on to a degree? Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. Because you're, you're like, I think there's a lot of kind of things that, bleed over into all cultures 
right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. your parents accepting the person that you're with. You know what I mean? <laughs> just thing, just just something as simple as that, right? Yeah. And like cooking for your parents and then being like, hmm, no, I'm not gonna try that. Or you know what I mean? It's just all of these kind of things. It, I, I just think a lot of people have experience. So whether you're watching, you know what I mean, Chinese, Black, Korean, you know what I mean, just whatever. There, there's elements of people's life that will resonate with you. So, yeah. you know, what I mean? if, if you're watching things with an open mind, mm -hmm. you can have that empathy. You can be like, oh, I imagine being in that situation is going to be tough because it's kind of like this thing that happened to me. It's not quite, but yeah, I can see those parallels. And I think right. that's what happens when you, you watch these things, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. It's like, um, I feel like one of the reasons this film has been like in the film festival runs has been resonant with a lot of different cultural background audience, um, including like a Western audience, which we would assume the culture is like completely opposite of what Eastern audience uh, would like experience. Mm. But I think the main reason is that we all come out from our own family and we all, everybody's life is kind of a struggling with themselves and their parents, like the relationship, even though the way um, we might express our love towards each other very differently under different culture. But at the end of the day, the expectation, the worries that the parents have over their children um, and uh, also the children, the need of the children that they want to have like uh, the connection with the parents uh, want to uh, be approved of over the parents. Like all of those things are actually, I think it's something very universal. Um, we all <laughs> want our parents of being proud of ourselves. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it's funny because I think a lot of times the world wants to tell you that we are so different from each other, uh -huh. right? That, that, oh, this country is so different from this country. And you know what I mean? Like the, the cultures are so apart and everything like that. But then you watch stories like this, right? It, it's watching film, TV, reading books that bring you into the culture, like let you see that actually we're not that far apart, right? Yeah. There's so many things that are similar. There's so many situations that we'd be like, yo, I've done that. I've been through that. I go through that struggle. And I think that's the beauty of storytelling, that you can bring people together when there's so much like the news tries to keep you apart but yeah these stories man they, they bring you together and i think that that was one of the i think the big things about this and also like your choice of camera angles right there's a lot of cl these close-up shots that really bring the intimacy to the scenes right was that something that you were doing intentional or is that just your kind of style of shooting yeah this film has a lot of um close up to those characters i, I actually 
I, I don't know if you notice, like all the characters in the film are kind of doing the same thing. They are one person internally, but outside, outwardly, they express themselves kind of differently, kind of putting a mask over themselves mm. uh, to kind of protecting who they really are. But at the same time, they want to engage with uh, the family so much that they want to be seen as who they really are. Uh, So I feel like I want to use, like, I think those things are in their eyes when I film the story. And uh, it's almost like they deliver a line uh, that's kind of a lie or a mask over themselves. But who they really are is actually in their eyes. So that's why I choose a lot of, like, really close uh, shots to trying to um, hopefully audience can capture that the conflicts that they have within themselves within themselves yeah 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 when you say that uh, like there was a scene with um you and Vance right having dinner and like you know the mothers come like saying stuff and you could just see between them that they're just like no no <laughs> let's just chill let's not say anything okay let's just go with this you know what I mean and, yeah I mean that, that it does come across eh? it really does It's so funny that uh, I was watching uh, one of my friends interview the other day that, you know, she she's also she's Chinese Singaporean. And then she said that she had a sister who who's always had a limp. And she never got it checked out. And um, and she's always had I think she had polio when she was when she was younger. And she always had a limp. And then she always had some kind of, I guess, mental illness that was never checked out because do you know why because in a lot of asian cultures um perfection is the way to go if you're not perfect Mm. put it aside shove it under the rug we don't talk about it yeah and and i think you know audience see a lot of that in the movie that's why we have all the conflicts where in their eyes they're they're revealing the truth the Sorry. things they say or the, the 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 actions that they do are complete opposite, if not you know, of what what um, what they're really what their true selves are telling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens yeah, a I, lot. I, I I think again, you you find that in so many different cultures. Like I know it's yeah. a, in African culture, right? That yeah, you don't want to. You want to try and hide those imperfections. You don't want people yeah. to know the weakness mm. Right? Mm. Or, or the perceived flaw. Because it's like, oh, what are other people going to say? What are other people going to do? How is that going to impact the family? How is that going to impact your chances in life? So it's just like, can't, can't talk about it. Hide it. Hide it. Right? And it's, I think it's only when you get older that you... You learn to just be like, no, this is me. I'm just going to be me, right? But it, it takes a while. But then no one's themselves with the family, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can be cool with the family. You can be relaxed and laid back. But there's always those things where it's like, I'm not going to talk about that. Like, that would be insane. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the it's that interesting thing and it, again it's that thing that really resonates with the film 
Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like when I was writing the script of the story in my mind for every character, what you mentioned, what uh, they will think about things like, what would they think of me? Uh, what would my mom think of me if I do this or say this? And including the mother ca character, you would think she is the one cast all the expectation towards the family. But herself is the same like under the culture that she grew up she mm. also think about exactly the same thing what would my peers think of my family uh so i think that's one of the reason like we care a lot of about how we perceive by other people and that's when we start like what kathy said like put everything on the rug and then numb ourselves over the real problem um, to avoid a conflict. And I think that's fascinating because I, I really think everybody is doing that, no matter who you are, <laughs> what culture you where from, you are, where you are. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. But let me ask you this, Nay. When you're writing it, was there thinking of like, what's my family going to think of this? I, maybe I should tone that character down in case they think that's me me writing them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, did you think about that when you, you're creating this? Be like, I hope, you know what I mean? My parents don't think I'm talking about them when I'm writing this person or ah, what if this person thinks this? Good question. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful <laughs> question. I had a lot of struggle during the process sometimes <laughs> i wrote like certain character i was like oh i think they're gonna see themselves in that character <laughs> what they they will they get upset about me like putting them on big screen but yeah. at the end of the day i was like but that's that's what i see and <laughs> that's really a lot of humor come from those things too <laughs> so i thought um I don't care. I just want to present that. Like the, the mom's friends in the film, uh, the Mrs. Trey, uh, mm. very, uh, uh, very funny lady. Like she, she's actually like a portrait of a lot of friends of my parents have. Like I kind of combine all the like very exaggeration side. Well, technically they were like a half. It's like those language that she used in the movie it's exactly what I've heard before. <laughs> so I kind of yeah. putting them together. Um, there was concern. Um, but funny enough, when my dad watched the film, I don't think he think like he he's the reference or anything. <laughs> I think my dad is like already very used to like not talking about it, play cool <laughs> so much. Like even he sees himself in those characters, but he wouldn't like say it that like in really self-denial way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> it's really yeah uh, it's so funny that my mom like she watched it first time and then um so the, the the credit rolls up and stuff like that right and she sat there for a bit and then she turned to me and said did you use me as your reference <laughs> because um you know what happened was when i first came to america i was i was young and then um, I hadn't lived with my mother since I was two. So from two to two fifteen, up until the point I moved to New York, I hadn't really lived with my mother. Mm. So when we were living together, we had our struggles, really. Um, I don't think she really knew how to be a mother. 
in in a in a you know in a broad way, like yeah. in a general way. And I didn't know how to live with my mother because I never I barely, I rarely grew up with a mother figure whatsoever. So we had our struggles. It was so bad. It was bad. It was even worse than what I what we had in in beneath the banyan tree. So I guess it was so real. What Nani had written in the script was so real that that she actually turned like she actually asked me that question. Well, apparently she's not in denial, right? Because she saw <laughs> she saw right through it. It's like, oh my god, that's just so mean, and that's just so Kathy. You know? uh, but 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 it it does. I think that's why me and Nani clicked with each other because we both went through that struggle, like a, a lot of people too. And I'm glad that you know audience were able to find themselves in the characters that in the in the story. Mm. yeah yeah so how did you two connect um it's actually from a mutual friend uh that's really funny i have a filmmaker friend and i was um giving her um reading my script while i was still writing and that after she read it i was not casting at that moment but she read my script and she was like i know this girl and this actress, and she is fantastic. I wanted her being my film back then, but it didn't work out. You shouldn't meet her. So that's how we end up like um, connected through that mutual friend. And then we actually had a whole uh, meeting at, uh, outside a bakery and then chat for an hour about uh, our experience as uh, like, you know, filmmakers moved to uh, this country and the how like, our experience with family and then that's when we know <laughs> well as soon as i saw her i know i didn't know to be honest i did not know okay it wasn't until like two weeks before we start shooting and say oh by the way you're hired <laughs> oh yeah I, I was being like a very <laughs> i try not to i don't want to let you down <laughs> sure. well, i i gotta say that that seems like a pretty mean negotiation making someone talk to you outside a bakery so they can smell all the cakes and everything <laughs> like that like what are you doing to the poor girl i know <laughs> and my dog and i had i was i took my dog with me and then you poor poor guy he was suffering too he's smelling <laughs> all the sandwiches coming out and it's a big bakery it's a busy bakery um but it was a it was a fun time, and I I to be honest, Kevin, I did not expect really like looking back looking back from now, I did not expect that to happen because okay, so we talked in two thousand seventeen, right? Right? Mm, Nani? Yeah, yeah, to the early two thousand seventeen. Heard nothing for a year or two. I don't remember. Like yeah, almost no, a year. Half a year. Half a year. Half a year. Okay, because <laughs> there was no there was no audition. There was nothing, and I'm like, okay, it's just one of those you know filmmakers mm. where you know they said they want to do something and and then you heard nothing back um and then and then at the, i like in december or november of 2017 that's when i got the audition and then i went in and like oh okay nani oh oh she remembered me and then i went in and then and we went through the audition um i did not know honestly i did not know that i, I booked the job to be honest um Two weeks before, yeah, and then and then one week later, she's like, "Oh, we're gonna have a rehearsal with uh with Grace, by the way." 
who who is one of the biggest stars in 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 the Asian in film industry, by the way. Just letting you know, okay? Getting ready, ready. <laughs> That's how it happens. Yeah, when when Kathy coming um, audition, I well, I met her before, but at the same time, like I connect with her on um, you know, like a human level of mm. like a female filmmaker have that experience of living abroad. Uh, but I do want to see uh, how she performs a scene. I did uh, like a, have a casting call and sending out uh, one page of a script. It's one of the very intimate scene uh, um, sort of argument with mother. And um, a lot of people coming in and then Kathy was like immediately stood out because I come when she act out that scene, she was like in the scene, she was trying to convince her mother that you are living with me now here in the US and then you don't really have a choice. A lot of people deliver that maybe like in a very different way, but Kathy was delivering a way that it's like a mix of even she wanna say this, but she's not sure how to handle it. So it's all like in her eyes. I remember she has like a in the in between, she has a very subtle sign i still have that tape <laughs> she has a really subtle sign and then that sign was like the breath was like shaking <laughs> so i was like immediately i was like <laughs> she's perfect maybe that was just nerve who knows <laughs> <laughs> <That's> possible <laughs> like before you saw kathy do that scene like did you know exactly what you were looking for or was it just that performance kind of was just like, oh no, that just, man, that just blew my expectations out the water. That's, that's it. Or, or was there this, this thing in your head that like, no, this is what I want from this character. Um, yeah, I feel like I was throughout, because I wrote the script. So I know I, the whole time I have a whole vision, I know exactly what I'm looking for. Um, and um, when she came in, um, it's almost like I'm looking for specifically, I know I want something subtle. Uh, I want something that's um, the argument with the parents. It's not like always explosive or anything, mm. but it's more like the character internal struggle of like they trying to repress their attitude. But at the same time, it's there. It's like all internal. And then Kathy delivered that perfectly. And then at the same time, it's like a, there is a surprise from her um, over like the whole, I don't know, just like the, um, the feeling that she creates within that scene at that moment. Um, it's um, not only what I imagined, but more... <laughs> It's almost like what I have lived, that kind of feeling. <laughs> so, yeah. And then I feel uh, overall, um, I, I got like a, a group of fantastic cast. Um, I wouldn't like a credit the entire performance as like, oh, it's my vision. I don't think so. Like I, a, a lot of stuff that's in the film you see, there's a um, couple lines, it's improved. And then there is the things that they told me that what they think about the character and then they deliver that character the way they interpret based off their own life experience. So they over deliver a lot of stuff for me. 
Nein. Wow, And Kevin, thanks for asking the question. I would not have known any of this. <laughs> really, it made my day. I did not know. Wow, okay. Makes me feel like, oh, I did something right. Because, you know. I mean, that's interesting in itself because it's just like, you know what I mean? You, you, this is your profession. This is what you do. And watching the film, you do it very well, right? Well, thank But you. you still have that doubt sometimes. Am I delivering this? right am i doing this to my best like absolutely yeah absolutely. Is, is that always like is it always there or like are there times when you think no i nailed that one or are you just is it always i think i could do this better i think with me who's grown up with two perfectionistic parents <laughs> and especially being chinese that in the back of my head I'm always doing this, like, um, how do you call it? Post-op uh, insight or post-op summary or review of oh. everything I do. I think Nani does that too. Even last night we came back from our launch party, movie launch party, right? And everybody's like, oh, congratulations, you're the lead, blah, blah, blah. I came back, one o'clock in the middle of the night. I'm still going over, like, with my partner going through the things that I could have done well, the things mm -hmm. that I, I did not do well. I think <sighs> it's going to be part of me for the rest of my life just because it's so ingrained in my body, like it's in my DNA that you. I always thought that there's something that I could have done better. Um, looking back at it, it's been four years, you know, I was thinking, you know, because um, my partner was telling me how, oh, you know, on the first couple of days, I really wasn't seeing you being in the character. And then you got better after you moved to a different location and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't even remember what was shot on the first day. So I was trying to go in through in my head, like, oh, my God, what did I do? What did I do that that's so not in character? Uh, I was trying to recall all, all the things that I was doing. I even thought about going into my call sheet and see, okay, what was being shot on the first day of the shoot? Um, so that, that's how, how extreme I am. And, and honestly, I did not sleep well last night, knowing that we're going to have this interview and then also going, doing the post-op review last night. Um, so yeah, that's, 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 I, I felt like if I was my mother, I would say to me and say, daughter, this is too cruel. It's not good for your health. Stop doing this. But I felt like as, as, as actors, we are always surrounded by um, unknown and insecurities. I think that's like part of, part of being an actor that it, it would be something that we will have to learn to manage. And I would honestly say that it's not going to go away. And mm -hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why Nani picked me as Aja, someone who is um, her, maybe something, somewhat, someone, someone that's so close to who she is as a person is because we have a lot of similarities in our personalities. And yeah. I think that also was reflected. That was why I think that was why she chose me because all these small nuances that were, although unsaid, but communicated uh, Tele telepathically yeah. right, through the way I, I behave. Yeah. 
Definitely. It's like those imposter syndrome. We constantly have it. Last night after the <laughs> the party, I went home. I it took me a while to my brains keep like rethink yeah. of all the things that I could have done, <laughs> done better. So I think it's like one of the thing. Um, it's like even the film is released now, and then part part of me still feel like, oh, this is not real. It's yeah. not true. Something must have happened. Somebody must really want to help me out with the film. <laughs> you know, like I wouldn't like really think about like credit the effort that we put yeah. into the film, but more of like looking for outside resources and reasons of how this film can go so far. And I think that probably can relate to a lot of um, uh, create creator too like all the artists and probably struggling with the same thing and then this is exactly the theme of the film that everybody is not feeling good enough for their family mm. everybody is doing the best that they can but they still think they are not doing enough yeah yeah <laughs> and you know hey I, i'll tell you i break down so many interactions i had Right. I, I, I went out at the weekend. It was a, a really nice day. But I'm when I get I'm on my way home and I'm thinking, all right, did I should I have said this? I was like, oh, man, did I make my intentions clear? <laughs> I, how did that? Oh, man, I, I don't know. Maybe when I did this thing and blah, 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 and like you overfit, you just analyze everything. You break it down. But I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing a lot of the times because I think it helps you like have empathy with people right that you you're conscious about your actions you you think about okay how can I improve this thing how can I be better at this right it helps propel you sometimes you just need to have that you need to know like all right I need to just go with it now. I need to just yeah. stop and just let's let's just get this going. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, I think with the overthinking, the excessive overthinking, it makes you become better mm. at what you do, right? Mm. And I think you know, Kevin and Nani, you can both relate in situations where, yeah, especially in art. And I know Nani is a very detail-oriented person, and and even even Grace would say that you know. Nani would not execute anything unless it's all perfectly organized and planned out. And it's, and, and I, I believe it's so true because she, she's a perfectionist. And why? Because she wants to do it so well that, that nobody can, can pick it and say, hey, you made a mistake. So at the end of the day, is worry about what the other people think of me. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. Come on. We all do. It's inevitable. Yeah. yeah, no, for yeah. sure. Exactly. So how do you plan out your shooting day, Nanny? Like, are you storyboarding it? You know what I mean? Making notes on the shots, like where everyone's going to be? Is it, is it to that precision? Or are you happy to delegate certain tasks just knowing that that person always delivers for me? You know, Kevin, before <laughs> Nani's going to say anything, I remember seeing a picture like she has a vlog of, you know, recording all her, the whole process of filmmaking. She has a whole wall of like sticky post-its <laughs> on the walls with like shot, like 
the I guess every shot and and who's doing what and the storyboard. Yeah, so that's what I remember. So Nami, <laughs> please go ahead and take the stage. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, well, for your question, Kevin, it's like um, mixed of both. Uh, I can't do it all. But I do you try this, to though. <laughs> yeah, I do have this problem that I'm trying to. <laughs> but when we're planning out scenes, I um I like to break down every single scene. So when I went into the scene, I want to find that line or that moment that beats that's is the turning point. So I have my whole script was marked with all different colored pen. Um and uh, I I need to find every single dialogue I want to find this dialogue is delivered this way but what's the actual feelings that character have so I trying to make every dialogue it's actually a outright lie basically it's like mm. the opposite of what they feel uh, basically they don't say what they feel they say the opposite uh, so I think that way helped me to carry out the whole thing throughout the film so you can feel the conflict of all the character and then hopefully that more making the characters more relatable and um, at the same time I, I I don't draw storyboard I can't draw so I kind of use film like uh, shots from other films like I just screenshot from other films taping the scene like back and forth and the note that's how I communicate with my DP um, the board that Kathy was talking about, it was like for editing, like in editing process. It's like, I'm in the story for such a long time. It's really hard to see the pace properly or see like how uh, one shot uh, work against each other, like two different shots, white shot, close shots. I don't know if it flows well. So I just print out entire film to like a little picture and then cut them to like rearrange them on the um, a gigantic board. And that really helped. That really helped with the pacing out the store, like kind of find the flow of the pace. Yeah, yeah. Like, how did you come to that idea of doing things? Was it someone, you saw someone do it, like a mentor told you this is a way, you read it, heard an interview, or did it just feel that was the way to go like how did you kind of develop that <laughs> I think it's just I I like to keep scrapbooks and stuff so I like to print out picture and tape so one day like I was discussed with my editor and then we both think that I, we need to improve the pace of the film um, and then all of a sudden it just came to my mind oh I could have just like tape on the wall so I can step back have an overall picture of how the story flows. Mm. Yeah, no, that's fascinating. It, I, I, this is the thing I really like about conversations like this because, you know, the amount of different directors I've spoken to, everyone's got their own style, their own approach. And, and people say things and you're like, I, I never would have thought of doing that. That's so fascinating. So, yeah, no, that's a, that's a fascinating approach to have to it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting always learning uh, from other filmmakers as well throughout this process that knowing different people process differently and then find your own way. It's really fun. That's one of the reasons filmmaking is really fun. Mm. 
So do you talk to a lot of, like, do you talk to a lot of, um, like, directors, editors, that kind of thing, or, you know, look at certain people and be like, oh, I really like that person's style. I'd like to do stuff more like that, but with my own flair to it. Like, yeah, what? how do you kind of coalesce your influences? Yeah, before I make the film, nobody talks to me. <laughs> I don't. I don't really know my, many people at the time. I literally like got into the industry not long at the time. That was like 2017, 18. Um, and um, but I do like. I'm obsessed with like all the stories behind filmmaking and the other directors' bios and stuff. And then they, they uh, I learned a lot from reading their stuff and then as mm. well as watching like those online interviews about those filmmakers, what they do. Uh, if you, you watch the film, so I don't know if you can tell it's influenced a lot by Anne film as well as um, American Beauty. I don't know if you can tell. Um, so like I just um, love the way that they portray a family uh, mm. that um, in such an honest way, um, in a way that they are not trying to hide anything, but at the same time they are. It's like the stories are trying to expose uh, every family's problem and secret, but at the same time, um, I don't know, it, it put together so beautifully and so well that make you understand every single person and then I that made me want to make this film the same way that I don't want to say anyone is good or bad I just want to have an overall story that make you understand every uh, perspective and that I hope that came across in the film of course like after making the film um, in the process of making the film I get to meet a lot of filmmakers indie filmmakers and then that's when I get to learn a lot of experience from them because I find indie filmmaking is fascinating because everybody was making film under a very tight budget and they're trying to create a things that's on the surface, you feel like impossible, and it's really uh, eye-opening to learn how they achieve things that people think wouldn't be able to achieve. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's something I'm really interested in learning. Uh, and she's fascinating. Yeah. But <laughs> what What was the thing then? Right? If If you know you're relatively new to all of this, what was the thing that made you think to yourself you know what I feel I could do this thing right <laughs> I, I think I've watched all these films I think I can do that I think I can tell stories I can bring a you know my own style my own nuance my, my own flavor to to the screen like what made you kind of feel that you could you had that in you um <laughs> this is very good question so I no, want to yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay. Said, we probably never thought about that. Yeah. So when I was a kid, uh, twelve. When I was twelve, I know I want to make a movie. It's not like I think I want to make a movie. Is when I know I want to make a movie. But like a whole whole family was like, no, don't be an artist. Artist is entertainer. <laughs> it's not respectable. Like in Chinese culture, that's one of the thing that they think entertainer, um, is kind of 
not really reputable. Yeah, <laughs> you're making people having fun. You're not like doing something actually contribute to the society or anything. So it was like a struggle between me and my parents, and they definitely reflect a lot in the film. Um, until I finished my college, I told them I'm going to transfer to filmmaking. Um, this whole process is always just like I know. I don't know. Like I just feel like it's one of the thing that I will make a movie one day. Maybe when I'm thirty. Maybe when I'm sixty. I don't know. I don't care. But I will make it. And then at the, the day when we have like a rap party of the film, I one of my producer. I remember he was like, um, he told me he was like, "You're so brave."、Um, How could you just write a story and then you dare to make it to a feature film? And then when he asked me that, I was like, "Why didn't I think about that? <laughs> I really didn't think about that. I don't know if Kathy, you relate. How did you feel like you can portray a character, or you just jump in?" I honestly did. I I didn't even think about it to be honest.、Uh, <laughs> God, the the stories are so similar. Let me tell you, Kevin.、Uh, we went through interviews, and then we talked about how our background were similar. Because、um, I grew up, I remember when I was in kindergarten. I loved performing. I was I was self directing, acting. Uh, uh, seriously, in the, the red chamber when I was five in my grandpa's living room. Um, Red Chamber. It was it was a very popular television back then, and I watched it, and I just did it at home with the the nanny.、Um, so I enjoyed performing too, and also like Nani's parents, they said, "Hey, you're not gonna make money. Trust、mm-hmm. me, you're not gonna make money." So put it back. I put it in the back burner. I never thought about it because I think when I was so young, I didn't even know that I could say what I want to say. Usually,、yeah. you just take from your parents, right? What what they say is gospel. You take it, you and you do it. What you want doesn't matter, because they know better. And, then, and they've got so, experience, right? So if they're saying, "Oh, this won't bring you money," then surely, oh, they, you know, I mean, they're giving you good advice, right? They, they, it's, it's like, oh, okay, I, I better、yeah. do, I better do that other thing then, and support I myself. I better be in. I better be a good girl, and listen to the parents and be obedient. And then you know, life went on, and then I came to I came to United States, and and then、uh, I was living in New York, and I told my mother, I said, "Hey, you know, my my good grades are good. I should go to Berkeley, right? You know." So I went to California. I came to California, knowing that I didn't want to major in accounting or finance, which was what my mother wanted me to do. Like all the other Asian parents,、um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew that I didn't want to do accounting, and then I got into a big car accident.、Um, I was, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a head-on accident, and then I guess that that was a wake-up call for me, subconsciously from God. Like, hey, you know, life is short. You could have been dead. Do something. Yeah, and a casting and a casting school sent me and call me and say, "Hey, come for an audition." Never、oh. did an audition in my life. Never did any performing after kindergarten. Never took any musical lessons. Never took any dance lessons after that. 
And I was 21 then. I was 21. And then I went into the school. I did a monologue. I never felt so solid in my life. Like, you know, that, that, that feeling of groundedness. Yes. That you feel. That was what I felt after delivering the, the, the monologue. And I said to myself, Hey, maybe there's something that I could do that I can do. So I find out what I want to do. Call my mother in New York. I said, Hey mom, uh, I changed my major. And she goes, what do you want to do? I said, acting silence <laughs> on the other end of the phone for 10 <laughs> seconds i'm pretty sure she didn't know how to react because it's like mind-blowing to her what yeah. my mother what my daughter wanted to be an actress and also like nani's family you know they think acting act uh, entertainers are uh, irrep- you know not the reputation you they it sounds uneducated as well mm. Uh, my grandpa, one of my grandpa, he's a professor in school and he, he, he's made, he does literature. Like that's what he does. So he's like very well educated, like a scholar almost. And he didn't approve of my career until very later that he saw me did a show about our hometown culture. That's when he started to say, oh, I guess my daughter is doing something that I approve of, you know, it, it's always been a process. I think up until this point, if it wasn't for Beneath the Banyan Tree, which my mother saw with me in the theater last year, that was the first time I think me and her ever sat in a theater environment and watched my film together. It wasn't until then that she approved of my career and said, oh, okay, I'm proud of you. You seem to know what you're, you seem to know what you're doing. I think you're doing an okay job. Apparently, you know, you're the lead and you've got Grace involved in the project and she she seems to approve you and so does Nani. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, well, it was a great performance. So I'm glad she was able to see that as well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. She um there's a saying in Chinese, um it's a joke, right? That they say, um, it's better to give birth to pork chop than giving birth to you. And my mother was saying that on the way, you know, I would rhyme in one day. And then she's like, after a couple months watching my, te- my movie, she said, hmm, okay, I guess uh, having a daughter is not so bad. You are better than a pork chop. <laughs> it is better to give birth to you than giving birth to pork chop. I'm like, wow, mom. Thanks. That's so nice. My the the approval that I've been searching for for the for the past three decades. Hey, you're better than a pork chop. How about that? How about that? How about that? Oh my god. Oh, that's hilarious. I know. (laughs) My mom. What can you say about these parents? I love it. I think Nanny said it all, really, with the film. <laughs> yeah, it's in the film. <laughs> it's all in the film. Thank you. <laughs> I love how your mom watched the performance and uh, she didn't say you did a good job, but she said you did an okay job. <laughs> and then that's like the highest... I, I don't compliment? Know, like, compliment? Because that's exactly compliment. what my dad said. My dad's like, well, 
not bad it's okay <laughs> exactly exactly but like he was really i can't see from his face he looks happy when he saw the film in the theater he looks happy just denying it <laughs> he was really proud he was really proud i remember seeing uh mr yang coming out from the theater after watching the film he's really happy like he has a smile on his face constantly which um, is rare <laughs> Rare? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, he didn't say much. He was just like, "Yeah, it's good. It's good." <laughs> but the, I, I think the joy is like exploding in his in his heart. Yeah, mm. that's yeah. how they do it. You know, it it's just like how uh, uh, I think a critique that we got for this film is it's a quiet storm. Like everything seems so quiet up here, but then underneath it, like the 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 bottom of the iceberg it's like everything is culminating and it's just gonna come out i think that yeah. that's a perfect description of what the film is yeah like mm. a like a swan you know what i mean graceful oh. but underneath the water the legs are like ah, going oh. like that you know what i mean yeah that's, <laughs> that's a good one that's yeah. a good one kevin we like that <laughs> hey, I know I don't have you for much longer, so I just want to ask you quickly. With the because you know it's subtitled, like when you were thinking about doing the film, did you think to yourself that how am I going to like display it? Because will subtitles hold it back? Right? Will that stop? people viewing the film or were you just like no i need to i need to show it in its truest form so it needs to have those subtitles like what was the thinking with that that's a wonderful question definitely like uh, throughout this whole uh festival and distribution process there was lots lots of doubt went through my mind and the worry and the conversation with people who helping publicize the film um concern and then the film is um end up um in like a chinese category even though it's like 50 chinese 50 english 50 percent mm. each um, but it's like in chinese category on all the platform uh, i did uh kind of worry about if we can get enough exposure about the film but at the same time, when I was making the film, and uh, then people asked me, why don't you just make it English? And then, because there are people who came here, um, like Chinese people, immigrants here, and then they all can speak English. Um, but two reasons, one is when I live in the US, I did see so many, so many mothers, fathers, first generation immigrants, they immigrate here not because they want to, it's because they immigrate here for their children. Yeah. They can't speak English. And then their story is not told like at all. I don't, I don't think I've seen it. Maybe there is some. I, I just feel like those people, it's like a huge group of people living in the U.S. and then their story deserve to be told in the mo most authentic way. And then that's what, one of their struggle as well. So that's when I decide, you no, know, all the elder character in the family, they has to be speaking Chinese. And then another reason is that 
even though there is like a worries about um, people might not interested in looking into a film because they have to read subtitle. But most of common that I've heard, even like when I grew up, we watch a lot of Western film with like Chinese subtitle, like English mm. dialogue. People tend to actually prefer to watch it with the subtitle because the line, the way the tone character delivers is way more authentic. It's actually more relatable than actually you, you know, dubbing it to a very different language. And then it just sounds not right. And then mm. we have a very good example now, like uh, several most popular Netflix films is all subtitled films. So I think that people do want to watch subtitled film. And it's important to stay on the ground to do what we think is right instead of trying to chase something for the market. Yeah, I, I, I think it's definitely important not to compromise the vision. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there, there is that thing that you just said, right? It's tone. Like the tone is different if it's in a different language. Yeah. So the nuance of that situation changes. Yeah. So, it, yeah, no, it's good. Like my only thing with subtitles is my eyesight is terrible. So it just... Oh man, it is difficult sometimes to read, uh, but I did like the fact that you had your subtitles on a solid black background because a lot of people do not do that and it is a nightmare. So <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was good. That was good. So but, uh, Kevin, oh, no, Kevin. Uh, I have a question. So from an audience point of view, like yourself, who is um, probably, who's not in our culture in, the, in relation to the movie, do you find, besides the eyesight, do you find that, you know, watching a movie with a subtitle is a nuisance? Like, I just want an honest answer here. And, and you know, we, I would love to hear that personally. Mm. No, if my eyesight was better, I wouldn't care. Okay. Like I, I wouldn't care. It's literally like it, it just because it's difficult for me to see. And especially with certain languages where people talk fast. Oh, yeah. It's just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, but when you have something like this, you know, AJ, she always sends me great films. So mm -hmm. AJ hit me up about your film, and I was just like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to watch it. I'm, I'm just going to it will take me longer, but I'm going to do it because I know it's going to be good. And hey, AJ, again, didn't let me down. She sent me another great film. So, yeah. Thank you, Nanny. Thank you, Kathy, man. I, I appreciate being able to, you know, watch this great film and then have this great conversation. Man, thank you, you so much. Thank you. It was a great talk. It, it was. Yeah. Yeah. discover a lot of new things <laughs> and yeah can you let people know how they can follow you quickly before you before you go and aj kills me so let everyone know how they can follow you and um yeah view your film um yeah so our film is um uh, we, we have social media platform on instagram and facebook under ben and trey movie um, and also you can check out beneaththebanyantree.com and on March 15th, all the um, US and Canada platform, uh, Apple TV, iTunes, uh, 
Apple TV and Amazon Voodoo and YouTube of Movie and all the satellite platform you can be able to rent and buy the film to watch. Outstanding. And people, all the links will be in the episode information. So make sure you go follow Nanny, you follow Kathy, follow the film, and go watch it because hey, this is a great film. It's a, it's truly a great film. So thank you very much for um, stopping by. I really appreciate it, ladies. Thank you so much. Thank Kevin. you so much for having us. Yeah. Hey, no worries. And when your next project is ready, make sure you come back. Okay. Yeah, right. You got it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Splendid. All right, ladies. Have a lovely rest of your day, okay? Have you a good evening. Have a good evening. Bye. 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 Yo, so there you go, right? As I said, this was a fantastic film. So mad props to AJ. And man, Nanny and Kathy, how great was that conversation, right? How great. Now, listen, I know I you know, I was part of it. So I might be biased, but I just thought they dropped so many just gems and fast fantastic insights. So hey. If that doesn't, you know what I mean, compel you to go watch the film, I don't know what will, people. I don't know what will. So go check it out. They're incredible people. It is a really just touching piece, which I think people can relate regardless of culture, gender, you know what I mean, any of that shit. You know what I mean? And if I can deal with the subtitles, so can you, motherfuckers. So go look beneath the banyan tree and yo, keep track of what Kathy Wu and Nanny Liang are going to do in the future. Because both mad talented, mad talented people. So do that. Now, if you haven't checked out part one... You better do, because we speak to Sam Walker, who, hey, another straight-up G, right? Sam was great. So, people, there you go. Echo Chamber this week. We out.